I just got stuck in a bogey train. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first 2023 edition of the bogey train. I've got yours truly, Nick, as always, and I've got Jangs with me today. Will Hi. Noah be calling in? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I'm, uh, that, is, that is up in the air. I'm just honored that the bogey train made it into 2023, and I'm honored I made it into 2023 with the bogey train. You know, That's good to, good to be back. The uh, the social media has been uh, a little bit dormant recently, and uh, without <laughs> with having not released a podcast since I think right before Christmas, um, you know I'm, I'm guessing a lot of our listeners were maybe maybe thinking the same thing. You know, they thought maybe uh, maybe the bogey train wasn't going to make it into 2023. But oh, uh, Fitzpatrick <laughs> rolls in the long eagle putt. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, uh, apologies to uh, anyone listening. We may get distracted because we've got some uh, some content flying around on the air, but uh, it'll be good. Some live commentary. Um, yeah, the uh, Century Tournament of Champions going on yeah, right and then, now. And then maybe we can make our way into streaming. Um, no, but uh, let's see. So we're turning the year here. We've got, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. But uh, we're both keeping an eye also on the – FCS uh, national championship between yep. South Dakota State and North Dakota State. SDSU with a uh, pretty comfortable lead right now in the fourth quarter, up 17, and they have the ball, eight and a half minutes left. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that if anything uh, if anything happens, but I I, I don't expect I, anything I, I too think, crazy to happen there. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's pretty well in hand right now. Actually, yeah, SDSU for, just threw another touchdown too. Oh, okay. You must be a few seconds ahead of me because I'm streaming it on my phone and yep, there it is. So, so, yep. So that's probably going to be the case when it comes to the golf updates too, because you'll probably be about 10 seconds ahead of me. So, yeah, uh, we'll just roll with it. So after that touchdown, that's... I can officially move it over to the century tournament of champions. I think, I think uh, it's, you can start the buses, start the airplane. Good for SDSU. Good for yeah. SDSU. It, yeah. I think it's a long time coming, and uh, to do it against your against your arch nemesis, well, maybe their second biggest rival. USD is probably uh, probably a little bit more heated of a rivalry. Maybe not when it comes to football. I don't know. You'll have to ask uh, some jackrabbits, which neither of us are, or Bison. No. Nope. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you love to see it. You love to see it. And I don't have a particular reason to, you know, be a South Dakota State fan versus North Dakota State. It's just that I'm from South Dakota and not uh, closer to SDSU than NDSU. So um, always been a little bit of a Jacks fan, even though I don't really have any ties to that school. The uh, I did see a nice little nice little stat on Twitter today. It was SDSU's trying to become the third. Uh, South Dakota College to win a national championship this century. Um, the other two being Dakota Wesleyan University in women's basketball. Really? And USD winning the oh. NIT was counted, I guess. Oh, my. I was going to try to guess. My, like something the WNIT, I should say. Sorry, not the right, NIT. Right, right. The WNIT. 
I mean, I guess it's a national championship, but I mean, that's a little bit soft. I think it's not really a championship. It's like a tournament, but it's, it's like, I mean, that's sort of like winning a PGA tour event, like on one of those opposite fields. Yeah, it's like the Puerto Rico open. It's like, okay, you didn't get into the, you didn't get into the PGA championship, but you won the opposite field event or, Oh, I mean, I guess it's technically still a PGA tour win, but I mean, the Corrales Punta Cana is not, uh, it doesn't really necessarily change one's uh, one's status in my eyes. No. Shout out to Chad Ramey, defending champion of the Corrales Punta Cana. Does and that still was, get you into the tournament of champions? Yep, that's why he's here this week. Oh, I shouldn't say here. Uh, he's he's there. Now. Yeah, he's there. Uh, we're actually covering it on site. Yeah. Um, he is in last place. And that tournament stands out in particular because uh, – when Rachel and I went on our honeymoon to the Dominican Republic a few months ago, we got into the Punta Cana airport and then there's just a, there's just signs everywhere from the Corrales Punta Cana event with like Chad Ramey's picture fucking really? cross-handed. Yeah. It's like a lot of, a lot of Chad Ramey around uh, the Punta Cana airport. He must be the, uh, the poster boy. Yep. I think the year before was Joel Damon. I think that's who won that event the year before. The but. goat. I didn't expect to be talking about that event today. No. Uh, so, all right. Oh, haven't haven't spoken, well, on the podcast. We've seen each other uh, since then, but haven't spoken much since the holidays. Is every, everything good? You had a good time with, you know, not having to go to school and family and all that? Yeah, it was a good time with the, the families, mine and my fiance's families, uh, just did some Christmases and played a little golf on the simulator over the holidays. We'll talk, we'll get into one of those rounds here in a little bit. Um, and then spent the last few days of my Christmas break being sick. So recovering from that and, uh, we're, we're getting back into it. Is that influenza or what? I don't know. It was just like, uh, like sinuses and just stuff like that. Like I'm still kind of plugged up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm vibing. Uh definitely got some upgrades over here. I got finally have a legitimate like office chair. I was uh using something that was pretty terrible and uncomfortable for the past few months here. Um so I'm kind of feeling like a king and uh new microphone, maybe you'll notice, maybe you won't. But uh yeah, feeling good. Had some good time off work. Um, just, you know, spending time with family and, uh, one of the highlights was, yeah, going to, Jangs and I played a simulator round. I thought you were going to say your, your highlight was getting hammered with 20 inches of snow this week. Well, we did get some snow this week. Uh, yeah, that, that. They're still moving it. It happened like a week ago, and they're still moving it. But um, I guess that's just how it goes. And uh, but yeah, so I think we should just get into that simulator round. Honestly, let's, let's do it. So this was what December twenty third, uh, something like that. Yeah, it was that played, Friday. Played some yeah, indoor golf. I'm gonna have to watch Matt Fitzpatrick's tee shot right here. One of I'm my gonna, favorite swings in golf. I'm gonna pull up the scorecard of that round while you're getting into it. Yep, so me, Jengs, and my brother, um, he probably wouldn't want me to mention that, but uh, 
play a little indoor round of golf because that's your only option in our part of the world in December. And it was a lot of fun, honestly. We were both hitting it pretty good. Uh, I was swinging better than I expected because I haven't hit a ball in quite a long time. I know you're just a polished and seasoned simulator golfer now. I am. I am like a professional simulator golf player. Hit some good shots, had some giggles, but uh, the shot of the day. I think, what hole was that? Hole nine. Hole nine. This course was crazy. It's a really sh- pretty short course, definitely target golf. I feel like there was a million par threes, but uh, there were. The ninth, the ninth hole was a 96-yard par three and just choked down on a 54-degree and like probably like 80% swing. Is in midair, looking pretty good. Jennings gives it a little go in. I think it two hopped and rolled in, something like that. Rolled in like a putt. Yeah, it was like two hops, and then it just kind of took off rolling. Rolled probably about two or three feet right into the the center of the cup. So I have yet to make a real hole-in-one. I still don't really know how to measure a simulator hole-in-one. What's your take on that? Where, where Where should that stack up in terms of, like, my career golf shots? Um, well, you do have the, uh, the one, one second. Uh, you do have the one shot where it was like dead into the wind on three red, where you hit like a six iron from 180 and ma- made it. Or it was I like, think it was like 160. Yeah. Like that one, I'd say that's probably one of your top, um, simulator hole in one. I'd say it probably ranks in like your top, top five. But it it definitely doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Uh it, like it feels I don't like obviously you have to make the swing, you have to hit the shot, but like for example, I actually hold out from a very similar distance, 90 yards in September. And like when I was actually golfing outside. And that's I mean very similar shot, but it doesn't even compare. Yeah, I'd say the the only difference between those two is that one is, I mean, one's on a simulator, one's not, but one's a hole in one and one's not. So it's it's a tough one to uh, to judge. Yeah. So first scorecard I've ever had that had a one on it, that wasn't mini golf, and uh, but it was a simulator round. So still don't know how to categorize it, but you know, getting an ace is better than not getting an ace. That's so. still sweet. Uh, I think I ended up shooting an even par 70. Yep. And, uh, well, you can just, you can just explain, you can explain your side of the story. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I was playing well. I made a few birdies in the front nine. I made four birdies in the front nine and shot three under. Um, and then Nick put on a nice little charge. He was one under through, through nine. So he was three, two back. Well, yeah, because so through a few holes, I don't know how many, but yeah, you were, I was you were three, three over, you three. were three under. You were three right? over through three. Um, yeah, but then I, I went mean, like six under in the next six or something. Yeah, so at some point, went, I was minus three. You had a stretch I, where you went birdie, birdie, ace, par, birdie, birdie. Nasty. Um, mid-season form. Mid-season form. But finished out the round, back nine, made a few more birdies. Uh, ended up shooting a 65. There's a little Supposedly. asterisk. There's a little asterisk Allegedly. on there. There's a little Allegedly. asterisk on there. 
Uh, with the simulator golf, obviously, you can just take these nice little mulligans. And we had some hoodlums come over and distract me in mid-back swing. So we took a mulligan. So eh, that's uh, a little it, bit. That's a little bit. So I don't know what hole it was. You're hitting your approach shot. Some guy you know from Simulator League comes up and is, I don't know, I guess giving you crap. He's heckling. Um, it, it was definitely before the shot. You were standing over it. It wasn't like, I don't know. He got maybe got in your head a little bit and you just pulled it right into the water. Then he walked away and uh, decided to take a mulligan, which I was like, Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Whatever. It takes a mulligan, stuffs it to a foot, and makes a birdie. So then when I saw the result of that shot, I was, mm, I mean, if you'd have ended up beating me by one or two, there would have been, uh, there would have been some more concern. But since it ended up being a larger spread, it's not, not too, not too big of a, not too big of a stain on it, I guess. But yeah, it's definitely a little questionable. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's why I made the late uh, double bogey and bogey, just because I wanted it to be a far enough spread to where you know, there wasn't going to be any conflict yeah, there. Yeah, no conflict, no controversy. Yeah. Uh, even with the uh, – you take the mulligan out, still a 67, so I mean still a pretty solid. Well, I mean round. you made birdie. You would have had would've, to get up and down. Would have been a bogey. I would have just played from the same place. I wouldn't have got a good drop. Okay. Assuming you hit that shot. Yeah. But yeah. it's either a bogey or double. So he still would have beat me. It would have been either two under or three under, depending on what whatever happens there, most likely. Um so yeah, I mean, still you were hitting a lot of good shots, just sort of playing the fade. I was uh just trying to feel out my swing. It's been a while, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and uh, I know since your ace in the last that was what, two weeks ago now? Um, there's been two other hole in ones. Okay, uh, so on the simulators. How, how long have there been simulators out there? Shout out Glacier this Lake is, Power Sports, by the way. This is my third year playing Simulator League there. They've been there longer, though. So it's they've probably been the there, fourth yeah. year of yeah. simulators. Um, and so at the time, mine was my mine was the fourth ever that had been recorded there, yep. and I knew there was one other one. I didn't know there had been two since then. Yep. Yep. There was just another one yesterday, I think. Um. All right. So. So hey, good thing. Started, they, they started say good with things coming three simulators. Yeah. Yeah, they started with just two simulators out there. Um now they're up to four. They're just killing it. Yeah. It's a great place. Fun. Really fun. Uh just a quick update. The Century Tournament of Champions, Colin Morikawa, uh currently has a six stroke lead. Uh he and Matt Fitzpatrick are in the final group. They are on the sixth hole. Uh Morikawa's at twenty six under. And is just absolutely feeling it this week. So he is. There's a lot of low scores out there this week. Yeah, not quite as low as last year. No, but they're just not really getting the wind out there that they usually get. So yeah, it's they've that's what they've said has been pretty, pretty calm. So mm-hmm. there was one year. I think it was the. I think it was 2013. Uh, the winds were so bad. So I remember this because they gave Ricky Fowler, like he ended up having the quote unquote honor of hitting the first tee shot. Just so it's like, you know, the first tee shot of the year. Cause it was at the century tournament. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. I think he had to hit the tee shot three times because there was twice that they started play and it was so windy that they just canceled the round. 
Yeah, it was like Thursday, Friday, and then they shortened it to a 36-hole event. Yeah, so he hit the first tee shot of the year three times. So that's the sort of stuff they have dealt with out there before, but not in the past couple of years. It's been pretty calm and very scorable. No, I know so. recently in Hawaii they had uh, some blizzard warnings. What? Uh, in the mount- yeah, in the mountains they had blizzard warnings this past couple of weeks. Crazy. So... Crazy stuff going on in Hawaii. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely dig deeper on uh, Hawaii and the Century Tournament of Champions. But first, I think a little TGC Tours update. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been uh, a few weeks. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing some good things, but you can give us the update here. Yeah, so I don't know. Last time we talked, I don't know if I was on Kinetic yet or not. Um, I think you were. I think. Okay, so I am, I am on Kinetic. Uh, a couple weeks ago, would have been three weeks ago. I had an event. I finished 21st or 20th place. Should have been a promotion mark. And then apparently two people did not play all four rounds. And so their scores were like struck out of the record and taken out of the calculation for promotion marks. And so it knocked me from getting a promotion mark to not getting a promotion mark. And that's just because of a top percentile? Just the top percentage, yeah. Um, then two weeks ago... I finished T7, I believe it was, something like that. It was a good week. Um, I was four shots out of second place and 14 shots out of first place. So someone really went off. That's Um, crazy. (laughs) But ended up with two promotion marks. Last week, uh, I had six bogeys in my first two rounds Um, and was 15 under, made the cut on the number. And then proceeded to go, I'm looking here, proceeded to go 64-65, so 15 under on the weekend, to shoot 30. uh, Two shots lower, and I would have gotten that last promotion mark. So I almost backdoored my way into a top 20 for a promotion mark, but did not get it. Still sitting on Kinetic, still two promotion marks. Um, I have worked my way back up in the world rankings. I'm up to 246 now, so... Wow. So I'm, I'm working Very my good. way up, working my way up, uh, about to get on elite, hopefully this week. And then we'll honestly, uh, I can attest to it because I would keep giving you crap in the past, like weeks and months, whenever we'd get on and play around together, like you definitely weren't blowing me away with what you were shooting. I would, I could definitely keep up with you. And, uh, you know, you were probably getting annoyed of it and say, geez, this guy supposedly, you know, on TGC tours and all this. And, uh, but then last time we played, was that last week or when was that? It was uh Monday or Monday or Tuesday. No, Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, but yeah. And then you absolutely destroyed me. Yeah. It was like 11 under through 13 on around. Like I, I'm playing some good TGC virtual golf. And then we played Fortnite. Yeah, we did play Fortnite. I got a, two dubs, I think two dubs or just one. I can't remember. I think two. I can't remember, but good times all around. So what about, so that, that, that was it, or are there any other more recent events? Nope, that's it. Uh, this week we have the, the Panama Championship at Medora, which is a pretty fun course. I've played it before. Uh, some pretty low scores through round one. So, you know, we'll, we'll just go out, we'll play our game this week. We'll make some birdies, and we'll try and get that last promo. 
Have you gotten any demotion marks in PGA Tour or 2K23? I have not. That's good. I just, that's always a good sign. It's always a good sign. Yeah. I know uh, in 2K21, the only time I ever had demotion marks was a week where I didn't think I was going to make the cut, and I hit my tee shot in a bunker, and I couldn't get out, so I just kept trying to hit four iron out, and I stroke limited. Uh, if I would have just taken a double, I would have made the cut on the number, so I kind of swung my way into uh, a demotion mark there, but. There you go. By the way, Colin Morikawa made another birdie. He is now up by seven. He's on one. Yeah. So, just right into the Century Tournament of Champions. Um, so, the first event of the calendar year, the PGA Tour season has been going on since, when did they start that? September? Right after the President's Cup? I think maybe? it's, yeah, like October. Or was the, President, or was the President's Cup during? The... No, I, th- I think it's October. Okay. Uh, either way. So the Century Tournament of Champions, this event used to be just um, for any players who won an event on the previous calendar year. But they recently, I think this might be the first year of the new, uh, the new criteria, but it's everyone who won an event in 2022 and everybody who finished top 30 in uh, the FedEx Cup, so made the Tour Championship at East Lake, and I mean most of those guys were there because they won events, but there were some that, like Digala, for example, that um, made the Tour Championship but didn't have any wins, so it got him into this event. What do you think about the new format? I I don't mind it. You know, it's good to just get more more names in a tournament, uh, but. If you're going to do it the way that you do, I don't think Tournament of Champions is the right name for the uh, tournament. I saw Max Homa with some comments on that on Twitter this week. The Tournament uh, of Mostly Champions? Yeah, it's Mostly Champions and a few people who didn't win but made the Tour Championship. I don't. That might be too long and too complex of a name yeah. for a tournament. but It's the Tournament of Champions and also people who had a pretty good and consistent season but didn't win an event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't mind it uh just to grow the field just a little bit i mean you're looking most years when it was only champions it's like 30 ish people in the field and now i think they have like what 39 in the field this week yeah so it didn't expand it too like too significantly it just and it just varied from year to year like if you got a year you know where tiger won five times yeah that just it uh leaves less players in the tournament of champions, obviously, but and they so, yeah, can maybe adjust it to and do like tournament of champions and then have like a, a field size that they want to hit. Like they want 35 people in the field. Then if there's not 35 winners from the previous year, you just add in uh, people from the tour championship that didn't win until you hit that, that threshold. But, yeah. And I think they did something similar after the COVID year. So the 2021 Tournament of Champions, uh, I think they ended up doing like the the top 30 of FedEx Cup the year before because I remember seeing because Harris English won that event 
I think, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. And I remember seeing like a graphic on Golf Channel that said Harris English wins the Tournament of Champions for his first win in six years. And I was just trying to wrap my head around the, the fact that that was possible. Yeah, that's not like, very logical. How, how is he in this field right now? How is he in that field if he hasn't won in six years? But I ended up uh, figuring it out. They, and they did that as a special thing because there were less events because of in, in 2020 due to COVID. But I always thought that was funny. Harris English wins Tournament of Champions for his first win in six years. You know, <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like um, wins wins tournament of people who win tournaments for his first win ever. Like that'd just be a good way to get your first ever win. Yeah, if like like if, if Tagala like won, won, won this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think they had to do that to sort of expand the field a little bit because this is an elevated event. So it's the first elevated event of um, the new you know calendar with the elevated events. And so there's a few things I think it was a pretty easy slam dunk for them to choose this one as an elevated event because you're guaranteed already to have only the best players from the year before invited. Um, And then just adding the rest of the tour championship. I mean, it puts the extra emphasis on the FedEx cup, which is what the PGA tour wants, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it, um, you know, you, you, you can't, end up with a field of like 25 players for an elevated event that that's why they want it closer to the 40, you know, number. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I think, uh, I mean, as far as it being elevated, probably just the biggest difference for year over year is that I think it's just a significantly bigger purse this year. So it's a limited field, no cut event. Does that sound familiar? Yep. And, uh, I think last place is guaranteed two hundred thousand. Yeah, it's 200 k to last place. Uh, that might actually be larger now since Xander withdrew. I mean, okay, yeah. It. I mean, I imagine you don't collect the check if you withdraw, but. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, at least before the week started, that was the. Um, that was the way it was set up. That was the purse. So you know, you get invited to this event. You show up, you can shoot, you know, 80 four times and you're going to, you know, walk away with a $200,000 check. Yeah, you can, which you can is, do the Pat uh, Perez. You can do the Pat Perez. Uh, and so this is, a, this is a very live-like event almost, you could say. Yeah, minus the teams. No teams. Um, yeah, but just the overall, uh, you know, the overall vibe. You know, you go there, you're, you're getting a pretty solid payday no matter what. Um, and I think the first place check roughly doubled uh, compared to last year. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what it was. Like, I might have seen like it was around two and a half million. Two million, this year. two and a half, something like that. So uh, uh, it is official breaking news. South Dakota State has won the FCS national championship. Shout out, South Dakota State. 45 Good to for 21. Coach Stig. Definitely a fan of Coach Stig. I think he deserves it. I think the organization deserves it, and uh, the only the only thing that makes me a little bit sad about that would be uh, shout out Spencer Wagey, defensive end for uh, North Dakota State. Definitely a, a SDSU fan over NDSU, but I am a fan of his, and I hope uh, you know always like seeing him be successful. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. I guess we go down the leaderboard just a little bit. Uh, yes, we, I, this is my favorite segment. <laughs> um, we <laughs> talked about Morikawa a little bit, but I think we got to go into it. So do you remember when we talked a few weeks ago about how, you know, obviously it was a story that he was struggling with his uh, swing and everything in 2022, except um, I kind of touched on his stats really weren't all that different from 2021 and 2020 as far as ball striking goes. He just didn't have those few events where he would get hot with the putter, right? Yeah. So that's that's why you didn't see the wins that he had in previous years. And he just sort of struggled a little bit with his putting the whole year. He's always bouncing around different flat sticks. Um, but apparently he's done a lot of good work on his putting. And uh, it's clearly paying off this week, actually. I want to. Um, he's been He's been putting the lights out. Um, yeah. I want to see, can you like see their live stats for the event? Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up right now, actually. What in the world? The PGA Tour app is completely different. They, they switch it up? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. This is my first time seeing this. You're getting my live reaction to the new PGA Tour app. I pull up the app and it's like, sign in. Sign what? in. So I guess you can make an account. You don't have to. That's wild. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. All right. It's Colin Morikawa. What is he for the week? Stats. Okay, I'm just navigating an app I've never seen. Strokes gained putting. He has gained 5.9 strokes putting. That is second in the field. That is uh, that's crazy. Yep. Uh, this goes without saying. Strokes gained total. He's number one. Strokes gained approach. He's 12th. I honestly thought it would be a little bit higher, but he's 36th in the field in driving distance, which is very near last. He's having a phenomenal putting week. And uh, yeah, I guess he was talking uh, with, it might have been Dylan DeChere. I don't know exactly how to say his last name. Yeah, DeChere. He's with. Who's he with? Golf Digest or Golf.com? I think Golf.com. But back at the Hero, they were talking about his putting, and, you know, he was apparently really excited about the, you know, things he was learning, things he was working on, the direction he was moving in, and, uh, well, I can't disagree with him at this point. One event in, and he's making it from everywhere. Uh, He sort of changed his style from the last few years. He was a little more standing upright. Um, I don't know if rigid is the right word, but he was using a claw grip. His arms were a little bit more rigid. Uh, but he, he sort of, um, at the end of 2022, leading into the President's Cup, he changed. So he's a little bit more bent over. His arms are a little bit more, I guess, what he would feel that they're a little bit relaxed. And uh, so, I mean, it's working so far. Obviously, a lot of people can, you know, put in a putting change and it works well right away. But so it'll be interesting to see the, you know, how that sustains throughout the rest of the year, because if he's putting like this, you know, even if he's even an average putter or slightly above average, he will have a great year, probably win another major. Yeah. Honestly. You got to look out for him. Yep. I, yeah, uh, so. I did see you were talking about driving distance and I just glanced over on this hole. It's a 531 yard par four. Uh, he had 124 in for his second shot. 
Yeah, that's hole seven. Which, I that's mean, just that, a that's a crazy hole. Yeah, that's the one JT hit at like four thirty early in the week, and you can see where that fairway collects to. That most yeah. like where his ball ended up. There's a million divots. Yeah. So speaking it's of JT, of a, I saw JT made a little putter switch too. Yes, he switched from yes. his uh, his old Scotty Cameron that he was using. It was uh, kind of one of the bigger ones. I don't know what they're called. It's a uh, yeah. I don't know the the Scotty models all that well, but sort of one of those. Uh, it's a Fang type. Yeah. Um, with a slant neck, I think is what. Um, but he actually. Uh, was he using the slant neck? He might have been using the knuckle neck, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Because some, sometime last season he had switched to uh, sort of like a long neck, plumber's neck version of that putter. I just, I just know what the head looked like. But uh, he switched back to his – he said it was his putter that he used in like middle school or high school. Yep. Uh, in yep. old Newport. Um, and he said something. His quote was like, I haven't used this putter in years, but – and I don't putt well with it. I just like it. I didn't see that specific quote. Um, yeah, he said so, it was something along the lines of, you know, I, I don't putt amazing with it, but I like it. And that's all that matters. And so an interesting switch from JT. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the quote I had seen was, yeah, it's like, I enjoy putting with it. With it so why not just go with it or something. Yeah. So I don't know. He, I saw him miss a short one or two in, uh, did you watch the no laying up, uh, thing I that they put out on YouTube? I it, didn't watch was, the whole video. I just saw like a clip of it that PGA tour posted where they played that okay. one hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Solly and JT versus a uh, shout out to the no laying up guys. That was sick content actually. Um, Solly and JT versus Spieth and Neil. Uh, and, they were, and the teams were playing alternate shot, so that was. I can't fun. believe they didn't have TC on there, though. I know I was kind of surprised, but TC makes their content. <laughs> TC, he's such an interesting guy. I love uh, TC. You ever listen to the trap draw? Yes. Oh my gosh, that is. I just, never know what they're going to talk about. No, I love TC. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was it was really good, but. Uh, I saw him miss a couple short putts with yeah. that putter, with the blade putter in that in that video. So I was just kind of you know seeing everything, and it was like, you know, and it's interesting to see you know how those guys were playing in that content versus how they were playing like in the actual event. Um, so that's that's sort of why I have Spieth yeah. here in the notes because Spieth did not play well. I I didn't watch the last I think like two three holes, but I I watched the vast majority of it and. Spieth was really struggling. He even said, like, halfway through the video, he's like, man, I'm on the struggle bus right now. And then yeah, the first was, round, what's he shoot, like, seven under? Yeah, he was playing well earlier in the week. He uh, kind of struggled yesterday, and he's struggling a little bit today. But, uh, yeah. um, I mean, if his game can come around, he hit some nice shots. There was the clip that came out of him hitting that flop shot from behind the green. Yeah, that was insane. That was that was crazy. Yeah. It might be the shot of the year so far because to be, that close, to, to be that close to the green and take a swing that big. And it's just like, like it was the way it landed. It was like he dropped it from just vertical. Yeah. That was, you, that was nasty. We're kind of jumping around a little bit, but you mentioned no laying up. I just want to throw, you know, 
some big news coming out this week of uh, big podcast, big content in the golf world, getting some nice sponsorship deals. Um, and we have in our notes, we're going to talk about equipment and clothing so we can kind of segue this into it. But uh, no laying up announced that they switched to Titleist, I believe it is. Uh, so they have an exclusive uh or not apparel, but equipment deal with Titleist. And Good Good has switched to Callaway, or they've signed with Callaway. So if there's any other equipment companies, you know, uh, Kirkland, I see that you're in the hunt. You're making some new clubs. Yeah. If anyone from Kirkland wants us to uh, to play their, their clubs exclusively, you need to reach out to us because we would love an equipment deal here on the bogey train. Uh, either either Kirkland or Lynx yeah but what do you what do you think about stuff like that I know four plays been with uh Taylor made for about a year or two years now uh this is something that we're probably going to see a little bit more of is these these golf content you know podcasts or blogs or whatever um probably getting more equipment deals to to grow brands what do you think about that um I don't, I mean, good for them. I suppose it's probably, it's probably a smart business move on, on the part of the manufacturers to, you know, align themselves with these platforms that have such a wide uh, viewing base, but it's just funny because I've listened to no laying up for a while and, you know, every episode, you know, there's these Callaway ads and, yeah. you know, about like, these clubs are so good, you guys, and like all this stuff, you know, really talking up Callaway and the Odyssey putters and, you know, their bag is full of Callaway and Odyssey and how good the golf ball is. And um, they're, they're like interviews Xander Shoffley and they're asking about the ball and all this stuff. And it's like, and now they're with Titleist and I just watched, I haven't even listened to their most recent episode or whatever, but I watched the video where they went to uh, Titleist and, did the fitting and then their recent video where they played Kapalua and, you know, they're just like, uh, one of them, I can't remember which one, but they're, Oh yeah. You know, I added 17 yards off the tee and like these clubs are truly insane and like the best ball in the game. And it's just, I don't know. It just strikes me as a little bit funny because I've been hearing yeah. all that, all that from them about yeah. Callaway for the past few years. And I get, that's how it works. That's what they're paid to say. Right. But it just, it, when they've been absolutely ranting and raving about Callaway for the past however many years and now um, on a dime, it's just, you know, Titleist is, is the best equipment in golf. And, and now they're with foot joists. They've been doing, um, you know, they, they were partnered with Quater, uh, like the Travis Matthew, mm -hmm. you know, shoes. So now they're Titleist foot joy. And I mean, it is what it is. I don't, I don't think, I don't think one brand is, you know, the best, yeah. you know, overall. I mean, you just, you just get fit. I mean, some might be like, okay, well, why do I have a Cobra driver and three wood? And it's like, I don't know. Those clubs just look good to my eye. And ever since I got fit for a Cobra club at like six, seven years ago now, Cobra driver, that's just sort of what I've played in my, in my woods just because they just look and feel right. And any of those major uh, companies, I don't think none of them are making bad clubs. It's yeah. much more about, you know, having something that's 
that's fit to you and that you like the look of and inspires confidence. So no, um, definitely, like you said, this is, I think it's a good move for, for these manufacturers um, to get into the content game, you know, with, with like a good, good or a foreplay or no laying up. Cause you're, you're going to be able to sell, especially with good, good, uh, good, good, who has like one point something million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I have kids that I teach in high school that don't play golf. They don't know a lot about golf, but they love good, good. So, I mean, if you're, if you're marketing these Callaway clubs to these people that don't play golf and they're going to get into golf, I mean, they're going to want what, what their favorite YouTubers have. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a way to sell more equipment now in this day and age than it would have been 20 years ago where you're giving equipment deals to all the players. And if you have a favorite player, you're going to want the equipment that your player has. Like how many people played Nike clubs back in the day? Cause tiger played them. Even though Nike clubs were just not very good. Yeah. Right. Like as the, I was saying, the, the major, you know, manufacturers aren't making bad clubs. The I mean, old most of tiger's equipment, like most of tiger's equipment was like, like Titleist irons and Titleist golf ball just painted. Actually yeah. his ball was basically a, made by Bridgestone. And, but it just sort of said Nike on it, which is yeah. funny, but. Yeah. So I, I think it's good for the, the uh, manufacturers. I mean, they're probably going to see some profits grow from this, but enough talking about content. Let's get into some pros here. We've had with the new year, some new equipment, some new clothing deals, some guys switching. Yeah. Uh, and one is the guy that's on my screen right now, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So I, uh, you can, I have a little bit of a list here, but, and if you have seen anything else or can think of any, you can yeah. just go ahead and fire away. But um, this one isn't too significant in terms of Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, Cause I don't think he's really made any changes in terms of the clubs or the ball or the equipment. I think it's just that his clothing company from last year, how do you say that Castor? Maybe? Yeah, that's, that sounds right. But he's not with them anymore. And he's, so. he's got that nice big 2k patch on his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit interesting. Uh, and I, he doesn't, so he's right now he's been wearing this week, he's been wearing Grayson for yep. uh, clothes, which I think is the, which is JT's company, JT's brand. Um, I think Aaron, Eric Van Royen maybe is also wearing Grayson and he doesn't have a deal with them as of this point. I think he's just a, an apparel free agent. I think he's a club free agent too. So he's just he's just playing whatever they put in front of him. He's playing whatever helps him win U.S. Opens, but I think he just wins every event he plays at Brookline. Frankly, that's that's true. So I think maybe he, he just needs won. to be sponsored by Brookline. I think he could have won with Hickory's at Brookline. All right, Morikawa for another birdie. You probably have already seen the result of this. Play. I've already seen it. No way. Oh my gosh! Just missed it right on the edge. I kind of want him to make a couple bogeys to make this interesting, but uh hate to wish bogeys upon anyone. This is the bogey train, though. It is bogey train. So, all right, next is uh Tom Him. I mean, I'm sorry, Tom he is him. He is him. I saw a stat on Tom Kim before we get into him. He is the second golfer since 1983 to win two tournaments before turning 21. And the only other one is Tiger Woods. Yeah, he is like... As much as he's a super nice guy, super marketable, super good with the media and everything, he is kind of an assassin. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I, I really liked, uh, you know, seeing some people call him Tom Him. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, something about that meme really makes me laugh, especially when it's on guys that you like, not the sort of guy that would ever say that about themselves, you know. Um, also, oh, so what is it about Tom Kim? I suppose we should probably say he is, uh, I think he's, st- he's still with Titleist for equipment and ball, but, uh, he is no longer with, who was he even with before? He's wearing Footjoy shoes. I don't know exactly what he was wearing for clothing. Um, but he's Nike now. So he's got, uh, he's got the swoosh. He's trying yeah. to be the next Tiger. He, he's obviously not going to be Nike equipment because in case you've been living under a rock for the last like seven years, Nike does not make equipment anymore. Yep. Uh, so nobody is on an equipment deal with Nike. Yes. Um, Except for Anthony Kim. I think he's still getting paid. <laughs> Anthony Kim. Um, Just, I guess you could do the same thing with Anthony Kim. Anthony him, right? He was him back in the day. One of my favorite uh, round highlights ever is, have you watched the round when he played singles against Sergio in the Ryder Cup? No, I haven't. You have to watch it. He was so dialed in. It was insane. It was on hole 14 or 15. I can't remember. It was 14. He made his, I think, par putt to win the hole to go five up, which won the match, but he didn't even know it. He walked off. He, He was already walking to the next tee. He made his putt to win the hole, and like Sergio was sitting there, like took his hat off, waiting to shake his hand, and Kim was just walking away. He's like basically running to the next tee because he was so pumped up, and he didn't even know he won the match. Big baller move, hilarious. Um, <laughs> all right, I've got Gary Woodland down there. Actually, first before we get into Gary Woodland, breaking news. Maybe I should have known this. Maybe I shouldn't be outing myself on the air like this. Um, but it's actually Noah Jay's birthday today. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that until <laughs> about 10 minutes ago. So um, that may be the reason he had some prior engagements uh, and is not on the podcast today. But so that's hilarious. Uh, so shout out Noah J. Big happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> I think that's funny. So, I just I just texted him happy birthday. <laughs> Yeah, you should tell him to call in if he ever gets a chance. <laughs> he uh, won't see this message until like next Thursday. So, well, actually, he replied not too long ago in uh, in another group. So, all right, Gary Woodland. He's been on Team Puma for apparel for a few years, but he's still been with uh, Wilson for clubs. He is making the switch. He's going um, full Cobra Puma. So he's he's going to be Cobra with the clubs. So he's joining joining forces with Ricky. I don't. I imagine he's still doing Titleist for the box. I think that's what he was playing um, before. Uh, I imagine that doesn't include putter because Cobra does make putters now. But I actually don't know the the intimate details of that. I think I think Cobra's always made putters. They just haven't been. No, I think they kind of left the putter game for a while up until like a year or two ago. Yeah, and you know. They're not getting a lot of traction, at least on the tour. I know there was a there was a custom version. Ricky was gaming for a while. I think he's back to Scotty. But um, now speaking of Wilson, Kiz, your boy, okay, Kizzy. You know they from through the grapevine. I don't know how true this is or not, but uh, 
I, they just had to open up some room to pay all that money to uh, good, good that they just had to leave kids on the side. And so, so kids getting away from Callaway, uh, going to Wilson, and the guy's elite. He's just the best ball striker out there. You can give him hickories. You can give him whatever. And he's going to knock down flag sticks. So I like this switch for kids. <laughs> okay. Now, are you hearing that like from actual sources or like, no, I completely just made that up. Oh, okay. Cause that'd be so funny. If like, <laughs> they just had to Garrett, be good. Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Clark got uh, kids kicked out. Of <laughs> well, I think uh, maybe it comes down to, you know, kids is close with foreplay and they've got good, good. They can't have that clash. So, you know, you never know. TaylorMade should have taken. I would have liked to see kids go to TaylorMade. Yeah, they should have taken. You could have kids rocking a spider on the greens, and oh, he'd, he'd love probably that. He'd, he'd probably still use his 2015 uh, Great Big Bertha Triple Diamond or whatever driver he's been gaming for. Oh yeah, how many years? But well, he he had to actually get rid of that momentarily because he let uh, Trent hit it at a tournament. It was at uh, Tory Pines, and Trent idiot marked it, so he had to put it no away way. for a little bit. Yeah, are you serious? Uh huh. Actually, uh, reminds me of a funny story. So, shout out Caleb Johnson. He was one of my college teammates. You've met him, right? Yeah, I've met Caleb. Uh, a few years ago, he got a new three wood, and uh, he has some buddies that are just goons, and he was golfing with some of them. And the guy was like, "Dude, your three wood looks sick. Can I hit it?" Caleb was like. Okay, fine, but don't do anything stupid. He's like, all right. And first swing, he just hits it with nothing except the crown of the club somehow. Just a massive mark right on the top. And he's like, so what are you doing, dude? Look what you did. And the guy That's was like, so tough. And the guy, he's like, oh, dude, I am so sorry. But like, he's like, okay, but can I have another chance at it? I mean, I just want to, I just want to try to hit one good. I promise there's no way I'll do that again. Can I hit Caleb, it again? Caleb's like, well, I guess you already did the damage. Like, whatever. Give it another try. And he does it again in a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two marks on there now. <laughs> so oh, I think he still man. has that same three-word in the bag. But, uh, gosh. I'd... I'd kill him. I don't know what I would do. Oh. I still have I still have a very new three wood. I think I've played like one or two rounds with it. Yeah, maybe. I I hate letting people touch my clubs for reasons like that. Yeah. I mean when you do enough damage to them as it is. Yeah, and I destroy my own clubs. I don't need anyone else doing it. Oh my. Uh so you these are three that I haven't heard of anything of. I've heard of the first four. Okay. Uh, but the last three on there, you have Nelly, Brooke, and Pat Cantley. I haven't heard anything on these three, so film. Nelly Corda is no longer listed as a staffer on Titleist's website. Ah. Uh-huh. So um, I haven't heard anything about where she's going to, or if she'll be a free agent, or if she's getting a. Um, so uh, yeah, apparently Nelly is not with Titleist anymore. Either that, or she's just listed for, like ball and glove or something yeah i should probably know those details um actually i'll see if i can find it right here but either way as far as clubs go 
Um, I th- looking at the they have the Comcast Business Tour top ten up right now. Uh, looking at the top ten, I think I just came up with a new award for next year's Bogey Awards, and it's the looks like they should be on Impractical Jokers Award. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Brian Harmon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He, he looks like, uh, what's that looks guy's name? strangely like Murr. Murr, yeah. I can see that. We don't want to give away all of our uh, awards, but yep. Okay, I'm on the title. That'll be the one that replaces the Jay Leno Award. I don't know. Right now, <laughs> uh, Collins Putter has the Jay Leno Award. Or is that too far? <laughs> okay, sorry. Apologies. I mean, if okay, if he didn't, if he wasn't making a recovery, I wouldn't say anything like that. All right, um, but his putter's on fire. Anyway, only Jessica Corda is listed on Titleist. So interesting. Yeah, and uh, Brooke Henderson no longer with Ping. Uh, she has been with ping for as long as I can remember, I think even back yeah. to like her junior golf days, she was playing ping. Um, but she signed you with TaylorMade. So that's kind of a shocker to me. I, I mean, yeah, I thought she'd be a ping lifer. That seemed like a pretty solid <clears throat> partnership. Uh, but obviously I'm not keen to any details on any of this stuff. I just see the news as it comes out. Um, and Patrick Cantlay. He is also, uh, I just had it up. I should probably, um, I'll pull it up again. I know he's not with Titleist anymore for clubs. Uh, he's definitely a free agent now. Uh, he is still using the Titleist ball. So he's still on the website, uh, but just as, um, it just says the ball, not equipment. And I don't he's like also. He's also a uh, an apparel free agent now as well. No more Hugo Boss. Yeah, I don't like him anyway. <laughs> so, hey, don't say that. Maybe we, we're going to be able to interview him. Sorry. Uh, Patrick, please come on the show. Discuss. So we've got another equipment and apparently apparel free agent at this point, but maybe those are just temporary and they'll be signing deals uh, at some point. I am but... also an equipment and apparel free agent. So if anyone wants to reach out to me. Yeah. And all of that stuff I said earlier about, you know, the brand, you know, some might interpret it as, you know, brand versus brand might not matter all that much. Hey, for the right price. I like Maddie Fitz's shirt this, today. The tiger's yeah, on it. Yeah. That's um, sick. You know, for the right price, I might, um, I might change my tune there. So. I think Kirkland's are the best clubs out there. Hey, we don't we don't say that for free. Yeah, Kirk. Well, Kirkland paid me to say that indirectly. Do you have a Costco membership? No, but uh, so somebody that I play Wednesday league with, uh, they have all Kirkland clubs. Oh, driver? <laughs> yeah, everything. they make drivers. He has one. I don't know how. Yeah, but then he's probably using like a Pro V One ball or something. That'd be so funny. So to have all Kirkland clubs, but not their ball. Yeah, I, I will not play Kirkland ball if we're sponsored by Kirkland. I will only play the clubs. That's like the only thing of Kirkland I would consider playing. Actually, Is I think the ball. Yes, 
they their new irons that they're coming out with are apparently nice. Like they're about to be toured, like passed by the USGA to be played on tour. Like well, apparently nice. I don't know if they'll get anyone to play them on tour, but I mean, I don't know. They're the putter and wedges. They're not bad. I don't. I don't know exactly what they what they cost a guy, but um, I didn't know we were going to be talking about Kirkland clubs. That's kind of nice. Well, uh, they could be our future sponsor if the price is right. So, no one respond to you. Doesn't look like it. Um. Okay, I, I got to touch on Rory this week. So, what is Rory doing? Not showing up to this event. He doesn't care. That's what I don't get. So he and Tiger, you know, were pretty much the masterminds behind all this, you know, uh, all these evolutions by the tour, you know, trying to make sure guys stay and don't go to live and the new elevated events as Max Homa makes a big putt there to get to 19 under. Uh, And for the first elevated event to come around and just not show up, I don't think it's a good look. Frankly, not but, a good look for uh, for golf. You know, it's like he was sort of the he was sort of one of the main guys behind you know the whole series of elevated events, and he's not showing up to the first one. Now, is is there a reason where he's why he's not there? I don't think so. There is. Um, I was playing? reading an article. I have an article pulled up uh, from uh, Golf Week by Adam Shupak. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, he wrote, he did a whole write up on it. And I mean, nothing listed as far as a reason for Rory, not uh, being in the field this week, his manager was reached out to, and they just didn't hear back. So, and I mean, I this love- is an event Rory, I think he, mo- he would usually skip this event. He's only played in it, I think once. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, but I think it's definitely a bad look for him not to show up, especially considering I don't think he's played competitively since like the CJ Cup. And I mean, I know that it's a Ryder Cup year, so he has to get a few, you know, European tour events in there. But to just take this week off, I don't know. It's I just I just think it's overall not a good look for uh, for Rory, maybe even the tour. But he's just maybe he just needs a break, you know. I bet it's from that voice or that video that Taylor made put out of him singing the uh, Christmas carols with Tiger. <clears throat> maybe he's got to rest his voice up for a concert coming up. And so you need your voice to play golf. Yeah. Well, you can't scream at you can't scream at the Ryder Cup if you don't have a voice. He's got to rest up. Ne- I don't think he needs his voice to play Kapalua though. Well, that's he's got to give interviews. So yeah, it's just a just an odd move. I just it was just weird not seeing Rory in the field for the first elevated event. Um, if you can argue it in the other direction, uh, I guess you could just say, well, this shows that even though you know they do have all these elevated events that you're sort of expected to go to if you're one of the top players, you do still have a sort of independent contractor sort of freedom. But so basically. If you're one of those players that's eligible for the elevated events, you can only skip one of them for the year to be eligible for the PIP. So, so this is his at, one. At first, I was thinking you had to play in all of them to be eligible or fully eligible for what you you know generate in terms of the PIP. 
Um, you do have one that I don't know if what's the right way to say it, but one that you can skip. So, I mean, Rory's going to be at all of the remaining elevated events as far as I would imagine. But so, I mean, technically it's not like he absolutely had to be there, but it's just a weird, it's just weird for him to not show up, especially you go and you're guaranteed $200,000. And obviously he's Rory. So he's probably going to be top 10. Um, but yeah, I was just, uh, had a couple comments on that for Rory yeah. not showing up. Yeah. Also, Ricky didn't show up. I mean, don't think he yeah, invited. I can't believe, I can't believe Ricky didn't show up. Yeah. Maybe next year. Hopefully next year. Speaking of maybe next year, sorry about your Patriots earlier. You know, looking back on this season, there's so many things that I could be upset about, and there's so many things I am upset about. But no point in making the playoffs because we're not going to win a game anyway. So might as well just end the season now. And definitely a, a tough, tough end of the stick to have to play Buffalo the first game after the DeMar Hamlin situation. Yeah, and give I up mean, two like, kick return touchdowns. Yeah. Definitely a team that was probably a little bit inspired, and uh, but apparently just on special teams. They were extra rested up, too. They only had to play one quarter last week. It was basically a bye True. week. True. Uh, now, before that, that gets misconstrued, I'm not saying that the injury turned that into a bye week. That is a terrible injury. It's not even like an injury. That's like that, that was life life threatening. You know, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's been recovering um, in the hospital. All the all the tweets, all the updates are are great from Demar Hamlin. Um, but yeah, Patriot Patriots season was just Matt Patricia needs to go. He should not I, be an offensive coordinator. No, yeah, that's that's very true. I could not believe they brought him on in that role. That doesn't make any sense. And people are going to start making the argument, you know, like do we do we trade for Derek Carr in the offseason or go after Derek Carr? No. Mac Jones has not looked terrible this year. Like he has looked more than capable of running this offense. It's just not a good scheme. What do you think their biggest weakness is? Is it like wide receiver? You think they need? It, we well, are like very wide short receiver on one? receivers. Yeah, like Jacoby Myers is good, but I don't know if he's wide receiver one good. Um, we also picked gave up the game to the Raiders. Yeah, we picked up Devonte Parker to kind of be that guy, and he just hasn't been that guy this year. Is Kendrick Bourne still on the team? No, I think Where'd they traded go? him. Uh, either that or. He's a, he was a solid. Oh, no. Was he was he, he wide was, receiver one last year? He wasn't the wide receiver one, but he got a lot of the targets. What happened with him this year is, like, before the season, he showed up late to a practice, like a team practice. And then Bill was like, all right, if you're going to show up late, you're not going to play. And then he just hasn't played all year. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, that kind of seems like handy or uh, handcuffing your quarterback a little bit. I mean – to just yeah. not play. We had replacements because we had Nelson Aguilar and we had uh, Devonte Parker. And, you know, we spent all these money, this money on two good tight ends with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. And we don't use either one of them. It, and we don't use play action either. 
we finally figured out that a play action pass works this week. So question, do you think the past couple of seasons, especially this year, well, I would say just the last three seasons in general, do you think that it changes some opinions on Belichick or not? Are you still like, um, I still think Belichick is a, a great coach. I still think he's probably one of the best, if not the best coach of all time. Um, the only thing I question with Belichick is just some of his decisions with coaching staff now. I mean, to have Josh McDaniels walk out the door and then you replace him with Matt Patricia is, is horrendous. So. I can see why you would think that. I mean, the guy was an unsuccessful head coach. He was a good defensive coordinator, and then you bring him in to run the offense. So it just doesn't make sense to me. I was definitely very puzzled the first time I saw Matt Patricia on TV. It said, Matt Patricia, offensive coordinator, and I was just – my first thing I thought was, why? Like, next year you might as well make Steve the offensive coordinator. (laughs) So now we're talking – NFL, we're talking we've, Patriots we've 2023. We hit the rounds. Um, I think I've pretty much touched on everything I wanted to for the century. I mean, yeah. 99% chance Colin Morikawa runs away with this thing. Is there anything else, like, going down the leaderboard? Like, John Rahm is in second right now. Yeah, John Rahm's um, playing well. Chef uh, was playing like, well. Matty Fitz is playing well. Hey, John Rahm going for the back-to-back second place at yeah. uh, the Tournament of Champions, low-key. Um, you know, and sometimes John Rahm at the beginning of the year will just look like, you know, hey, looks like John Rahm is going to win like five times this year. But Max Max Homa has had some flashes this week. Uh, he's looked looked good at times. Um, Max is going to win. I think I think he has another multiple win year. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. He's just really good at golf. Uh, now there's there's nothing really in here that's just surprising me. Hideki, I mentioned Hideki a few weeks ago. You know, I'd like to see Hideki kind of play a little better, but um, you know, I just saw a number of minutes ago they showed him making an eagle putt. Justin Thomas, obviously, he yeah. he's not playing special this week, playing no. okay. Um, but when I watched him in that no laying up special. Um, his iron and wedge game is, I mean, this was, this kind of went without saying before is elite, but just sort of seeing it more up and close was really, uh, I mean, he did today. He wasn't playing. He's only three hundred today, but he did make five birdies on the front. So he's, he's playing good golf, couple mistakes this week. I wonder I, I wonder what his putting stats are like for the week. I could look it up, but I don't know if it's worth it. You'd, you'd uh, have to log in again and yeah, yeah. You know, create an account, retrieve sell your password, sell your soul to the devil. It's just too too complicated. Um, where was I going to go from there? Oh yeah, did you watch the Rick Shields Ricky Fowler match? I have not watched it yet. Oh my, you gotta watch that. Oh. It, Talking, we were talking about equipment deals. JJ, uh, JJ Spawn with the untucked shirt yesterday. It's the move, dude. I don't know why so many people were freaking out about that. Like, don't they? 
you know, some people were like, oh my gosh, you know, tuck your shirt in or whatever. Like the, a lot of comments. And it's like, don't you understand? Like they're in Hawaii. He's sort of doing the Hawaiian vibe. Like it's. He must be sponsored time, by Untuck It. That's not the first time he's actually sponsored by Puma. Uh, that's not the first time a Puma athlete, no less, has, you know, worn an untucked button up shirt in this event. So I don't. Who's the last one? Ricky. Ricky. Remember, do you remember the one year? Uh, I don't remember what tournament it was, but Ricky was playing in the final round with uh, like one of his Puma stable mates. Like they played together in the final round and they were both wearing full orange. Yep. That was. Uh, who was it? That was Jonas Blix. It yes. was the 2013 Barclays. It was at Liberty National. That was hilarious. And uh, I couldn't tell if Ricky was like having fun with the whole thing and thought it was funny or if he found it disrespectful. Because in the interview before the round, they were like, so Jonas, like what inspired you to want to do this? He's like, well, I just wanted to prove that I look better in orange than Ricky. And uh, the human traffic. You You could see Ricky like laughing kind of, but he's probably like. Probably that meme where it's the guy crying but has, like, the smiling mask Yeah, on. yeah. I miss the full Ricky, like, color rush outfits is what I'll call them. Yeah, he doesn't do that a lot anymore except with, like, navy blue. Uh, like, those were just still... always fun when he'd wear, like, the teal, like, the full teal shirt, teal pants, teal shoes. He still does go pretty bright with the orange, actually. Uh, bright orange pants, bright orange hat, usually. Uh, he doesn't do orange shirt and orange pants at the same time anymore, it seems like. But maybe do you think that's uh his wife kind of talking him talking him out of it? I think he started to mute it down w- well before that. But who knows? I'm watching Morikawa hit this shot here. So okay, this brings me into something else I Saw. I love it. Uh, JJ Spawn, nice putt, buddy. Uh, okay, so I saw a tweet recently, and it said something along the lines of, okay, the game has grown enough, and getting tea times is now stressful because of it. A little shrinkage wouldn't hurt. Uh, so, in other terms, shrink the game, right? Because... The last however many years, you know, it's this whole thing with uh, golf. You know, we got to grow the game, grow the game, all this. Uh, what do you think of this take? Shrink the game. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. Like, you, you want your game to be something that people like. And, you know, golf is, is different than other professional sports. Um. You know, it's not like the NFL where you can just go out and play a game of tackle football, like a pickup game whenever you want. But with golf, you know, if you want to be like your your favorite pro, your favorite player, you go out, you play around, you can dress like them, you can play the same courses that they can, and it, it makes golf different, and it grows the sport. Um, and I think that's kind of what you want to happen to your sport. You know, if you're just going to try and lock down golf, it's just going to send it back to the 17, 1800s where it was just for the rich, elite, white males. 
you know, so I don't, I don't like it. I'm going to be honest. I don't hate that take. Uh, in the last year, moving to somewhere where it is actually significantly harder to get tea times than prior. Like I, I mean, I see where he's coming from. Definitely. Like, I don't know if I've talked about this specific round on the podcast before, but um, I probably have. I don't know. Just like earlier this year when I was trying to like squeeze in nine holes, like I was basically just by myself walking. I mean, my wife was with me about that she was playing. Um, before we had to leave town on a Saturday for a wedding, I think the tea time I got for myself, I gave myself like two and a half hours. So it should have been plenty of time. So I get to the first tee and waited on the first tee for like 30, 35 minutes before just like on the group and the group ahead and the group ahead of them for where there was some reason this massive backup on the first hole. And, uh, and then ended up in my group. I mean, nothing against the guys, but I was, you know, with someone who was playing literally his first round of golf ever. But I mean, I guess that's the worst. You have to have your first round sometime, right? (laughs) Uh, You can't just instantly be experienced, but, and so I was able to play four holes. I was, I was at the course for like, like two, two and a half hours and played four holes. Yeah. That's the worst. I mean, just barely ever being able to get a tee time and it's always full and, really slow versus, you know, up where you're at most days, unless there's either league or an event going on, you can get on the course. And if you have a cart, you know, you can sort of whip around there a little bit, but yeah, I know there've been days that you and I together have played 18 holes in like two and a half hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. See like in, in bigger cities where there's more people, it's just not, that's just not possible. Yeah. Except for one time in September. It might have been my last round of the year. I was able to get the first tee time of the day, and I was by myself on a cart, so that was nice. Uh, I think that was sometime in, like, early November even. Sometime in October, maybe. Um, No, it was definitely in October. But, I mean, yeah, it's... Just just being in a place that's more uh, densely populated and trying to get tea times is it's definitely a challenge. That's for sure. That would maybe be something too to look at with the course, like instituting like a beginner's day or beginner's hours, where like you know before five o'clock p.m. If you have a handicap that's like above 20 or 25 or you're not very good. Like that's your time to come out and play. And then having certain times set aside for like the actual, the actual good golfers that are coming out there, they're playing serious stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a hard, uh, I mean, it, it's really hard to even think of what a sort of solution would be, but. Or we need more golf courses. That too. That too. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> easier said than done. <laughs> There's just a chicken walking around in the middle of the city that they're showing. I see that. Is this another that's drone sick. shot? I think so. 
It's a huge um, tree. This is great podcasting, by the way. We're just talking yeah, about this tree that yeah. nobody can see. Yeah. Wow, what a massive tree. And then did John. <laughs> oh! By the, way, by the way, Matt Fitz made a birdie. Nice. Matty Fitz. Five back with nine, uh, eight to play. Um, okay, so that's sort of my uh, shrink the game question. Uh, do you have anything in terms of... I honestly don't have anything prepared for this, like a snake draft for this time. Even though I, I mean, there's, only, there's only the two of us. I didn't prepare anything. Yeah, I don't. I kind of forgot that that was something that we were doing. I didn't come I up did with too. a joke yet either. Um, okay, this is something I was thinking about. What's the difference between um, ignorance and apathy? What? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> I know they're spelled different, and they're two different words, but that's about all I got. That'll be the joke of the week. That's a good joke. The other joke is that we it's Noah's birthday, and he's not on the show, and we didn't know. So, so Noah, if you make it this far, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. He's got, that's got to make him 24, maybe? He's know. younger than me? Noah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting old. He, he was a high school class behind us. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting old. And I think he took advantage of his COVID fifth year. So he was playing college golf not too long ago, a couple years ago. Um, I, uh, I just noticed that there's another golf podcast out of Minnesota that's uh, – like a pretty solid, got a solid following. What's that? It's uh, like the Breaking 80 podcast is what it's called, I think. They actually got a pretty solid following. They had TC on, like they did a video or an interview with TC once. That's pretty like, cool. Pretty solid. So shout out to the Breaking 80 podcast. All right. So do we just do our golf New Year's let's resolutions? Just, let's, like, yeah, let's just have that be our segment this week. Okay, should we do it in a way that once someone says something, you can't – it can't be said again? Or yeah. Or we just go yeah. for it? Or I'd say we just, you know, bring some things up and just talk about them. All right. Well, I have one. just ended. I got to switch coverage. Oh, I know. I saw that. Well, I'll, bring that up up on, that. I'll bring that up on the cock when I'm done with the podcast here. It's wait. It's actually only on Peacock now. I think it's. I think it's only on the cock. Yeah. That's actually incredibly unfortunate, because I don't know that I have the cock. Nice, dude. It's literally the final round in the back nine. Yeah, and they're moving it to Peacock. Yeah, welcome. Couldn't they at least move it to Golf Channel? Welcome to the new society of the cock. Well, I guess I'll check on my uh, Cardinals 49ers. What do the Cardinals 49ers have to do for anything? If the Niners lose, Vikings get the two seed. I think the Vikings already locked up the two seed, I saw. Nope. They did not. Their win didn't just lock them up the two seed? No. Oh. If the Niners lose, they would get the two seed. But if the Niners win, the Niners are the two seed. So I think it's halftime right now. So nothing there. 
All right, so my coverage might be interrupted here, but all right. New Year's resolutions for golf. Yeah. What have you got? Uh, I'm going to play – I'm going to play more rounds of golf this year. Dude, that was mine. That's, I mean, it's a basic, easy one. I feel like I, I say it every year. But since college, I have just my, – my golf numbers have taken a hit. I just – after I got done with college, I didn't want to play. I wanted to take a break. And uh, this year's the year. I'm going to try – I want to try and get out and play at least two rounds a week. Is that including league? No, that's not including league. Because that's a soft. I want to play two 18-hole rounds a week. Okay. Right. And then and then league nights on Thursday. So I want to play at least 45 holes a week. Yeah. That was, that was uh, definitely right at the top of my list is to find a way to play more holes. Um, and I should have more time now because I don't think I'm going to be working maintenance this year. So I will have literally – eight more hours per day to play golf. So are you just taking the summer off? I don't know what, uh, you know, I'd like to maybe work at the country club, but the people that I talked to, I haven't heard anything back yet. You know, maybe if, if Levi has an opening in the clubhouse, I'd work in the clubhouse, but otherwise I might just not do anything. Wow. Interesting. Yes. That's sort of the luxury of being a teacher. It is. You get summers off, baby. Um, well, yeah, geez, if you have that sort of time, you should play like four I can play 18 a day. I can play 18 yeah. a day. I'd be the first one out at 6.30 a.m. and just go play quick 18. Maybe bring the fiancé out, play a couple rounds. and There you go. Be set. Um, okay. That was like the main one I was thinking of is playing more. I'm sorry. Finding a way to play more. Um See, it's kind of weird because I'm in this stuck stuck between there's like a few things in my swing that I know need to be better, but I also want to like stop thinking about my swing and just play. So yeah. it's like this there's sort of a sort of a paradox there. Yeah, I'm in the same way where like I just I want to trust my swing and just like, you know, you always hear swing your swing. But at the same time, like, I know that there are some big problems with my swing that I need to fix to, to work on consistency. So it's a tough, tough scenario. But, you know, yeah. I mean, if the swing works, the swing works. If I can go out my first round of the year outside and maybe shoot even or a couple under, like, maybe I'll just I'll do it and see what happens. But um, I would say, like, maybe just working on more, like, specific shots. So, so sort of having a go-to shot off the tee. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe having a tee it up a little bit higher, maybe lean a little bit farther back, you know, on your like setup and just sort of like have a, you know, if, if you need to really go after one. Yeah. Like a bomb um, drive. And then, you know, just when hitting range, I guess is just, um, just working on golf shots yeah. rather than, um, to be, you know, have, have sort of a feel for a swing. If you want to just hit like a straight ball, a small draw or fade, and then like a bigger draw or fade. Um, and just sort of having those, those shots. 
um, in the bag and just sort of manipulating the height. Like I, I used, I was, I was one where a number of years ago, like I would hit it really high and I would struggle to keep it down. Yeah. And now with some clubs, it's almost opposite. Yeah. That was like the same time period where you would hit it really high and I would like barely get it off the ground. We just had yeah. two opposite ball flights. And so now with some of the longer clubs, like longer irons and like three wood, um, I have a pretty low ball flight, which helps at sometimes. Uh, it's not like I'm playing any courses where I need to be stopping a three wood quickly very often, but yeah. Um, I don't know. That was a pretty convoluted, uh, pretty convoluted, not very, uh, not a very specific, like, oh, this is a new year's resolution, but you'll have to, yeah, maybe I'll throw it back to you and think a little bit harder. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to start general here. The next, like my next two or three are going to all have a uh, recurring theme. So I'm going to start general and then I'm going to get more specific on how I'm going to do that certain general thing. Uh, but in general, I want to get back to scratch or a plus this year. It's been probably two or three years since I've been a zero or plus handicap. Um, you know, I've kind of been at my worst the last couple summers. I think in 2021, my highest handicap was like a four. And this past summer, my highest handicap was like a 3.3. So I want to get that, and my lowest was only like a, I think right now I'm a 2.1, and that was my lowest for this summer. So I want to get it back to uh, to, to scratch. There you go. Um, so did you have like a specific that goes along with that or no? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get into those. Do you want me to get into those okay, right I'll now? Okay, I'll say one. So it's sort of a thing that I've done, you know, a lot over the past few years, like, okay, I'm going to go to the practice. Like I don't have a lot of time, you know, choose between maybe hitting balls or putting, go to the putting green and just sort of putt, you know, just putt around. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like a thing for me is like figuring out something that I need to you know, work on whether it's like five to eight footers or leg putting or whatever and have a couple drills and actually stick to them. Yeah. Like putting with a purpose rather so, than, you know, you like, know. like Tiger Woods, the best player of all time, he's got some very simple putting drills, like the gate drill and, you know, just putting one handed and things like that. And yeah. he still does them all the time. And so to build good habits, you know, just, so yeah, I guess when it comes to putting, finding a couple drills that I think are very helpful for me, and then just doing those over and over. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my next one um, is to go with my general goal. I want to work on my my inside 100 shots. And I, I got into that a little bit towards the tail end of the summer last year where I'd go out, I'd hit range, and I'd just practice. And I'd hit like two buckets of – just wedges from inside a hundred and then one bucket of my long clubs, uh, just kind of working on that a lot more. And, you know, cause obviously if you can hit a lot of good hundred, 80, 70 yard wedges, you're going to score much better. So working on those, I feel like will be pretty solid in helping me hit that scratch number this year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, J.J. Watt just got a big sack. In the last game. game. Final game of his career. I saw a thing with J.J. Watt, too. His last two games that he played have been in the two stadiums that he's never played in. Yeah, that's crazy. So like I did know he week, hadn't played in this one. I, I didn't know last week last they week. played in like Atlanta or something. He'd never played in Atlanta. And then this week, his last game ever, he's never played at Levi's and he's playing at Levi's for the first time. That's crazy. Um, all right. Another one would be just this is pretty general too, but just hitting the center of the face more often. Yeah. Like a lot of times, if you've got certain swing thoughts and you're thinking about you know, a certain position you want to be in or whatever, something that can get lost is just, dude, just hit the center of the face. And a lot of times, if that's your only thing is just thinking of hitting the center of the face and thinking about the shot you're trying to hit, it sort of takes care of some of the other things that you're thinking about. Yeah, it's like working backwards. Like you obviously know where you want to be at impact. So starting there and then working backwards to get – to that point, uh, you know, works pretty well. Yep. It's like reverse engineering, as I think much. the term would be for it. Um, my other or my other major one towards getting me closer to scratch for the first time ever this year, I'm gonna get fit for irons. Because Ooh. it's 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 that time where I'm ready to move on from my irons. I'm ready to move on from the Titleist, the AP threes. Um, and so I figure it's a good, good opportunity to get fit for some new irons, see kind of what's out there. Hopefully Kirkland gives us a sponsorship so I can get those Kirkland irons, get fit for them. Um, Definitely so yeah. ask when you get fit, ask about a combo set. So I recently watched uh a second swing video, I think, is where this info came from. Oh, my gosh. Shout out second swing and Drew uh, um, Yeah, they did a video doing a what's in the bag with Rocco Mediate. And uh, I, I, I think they said somewhere around 80% of tour pros are playing some sort of combo set. Like so you mean like a, like a more forgiving four iron, five iron? and then... Yeah, like the model they have in their pitching wedge, nine iron, is not the same as what they have, you know. Yeah deeper into the bag and uh that's not what i have i don't have a combo set but um yeah i just i think it's become more and more popular and you know it's sort of been discovered that for a lot of people you know the club that fits them best for short irons isn't necessarily the same model that they need for long irons yeah that's uh i'm gonna have to talk to drew about that because i think that's where i want to get fit is that second swing so maybe make a weekend out of it, go to the cities and while I'm there. There you go. Uh geez. Is there anything? I mean I'd like to get a hole in one. That would always be nice. I'd like to get another one. I'd like to get a hole in one. Um, I'd like to win my, the two man. Yeah. One of my all time golf goals is to shoot a 59, but I don't know if that's like a new year's resolution. Like, Oh yeah, I got to accomplish this this year. Yeah. I've like, got like an asterisk one of those because that's like, you know, the one I said about like putting drills, that's one I can control. 
you know, yeah. that's not, that's, that's process based rather than results based. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love my Astros 59 where for a summer, that summer I was playing really, really well and back to back weeks in men's league. Um, I went 30, 29. And so in the handicap, it showed up as a 59. And so that was always fun. Um, that was obviously two or three years ago now. So I'm not, not quite at that same level, but I think that was 2019. Was that how long ago it was? Yeah. I know it was right before the two man. And that would have been, yeah, that was the one, the one out West. Yeah. That was 29. Wow. I remember, yeah, it was crazy because it was in June and it was randomly like in the 40s. It was super cold. Do you remember that? Was that the year at Red Rock? Yep. Yeah. I think that's the year it was supposed to be at Heart Ranch. but the It was and then they it. flooded. Yeah. Man. And then the year Heart after Ranch. that was the year we didn't play in 2020. Uh, yes, because I got COVID the day before. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Um, I think the mid am two man is at heart ranch. When's which one's, when's that one? That's the one that's in, uh, September. Yeah. That's the one I like can never make it to cause it's right at the start of school. Yes, sir. Um, all right. You got anything else that you can think of? Um, not really. I, I have like a resolution for be better next behaved year. on the course. Better behaved on the course. Um, I've been better about my club slamming and club throwing, but you know maybe the the language on the course clean that up a little bit. And I wanna um, I wanna get more into like the uh, like letting shots go, not like festering on a bad shot. Like if you hit a bad shot, just you know, be like, "Hey, I hit the bad shot," and then move on. But that's a lot easier said than done. If you make a mistake, to just let it go. Right. I don't know what I don't know what Lydia's making in there, but it smells like grilled cheeses, and it smells delicious. <laughs> um, I know it's not grilled cheeses, but I have I have a New Year's resolution, but it's already too late for this year, so <laughs> it's gonna have to be for next year. Uh, that's remember Noah's birthday. That would be a good one. I didn't even know Noah had a birthday, honestly. I thought he was just like I thought he just spawned. spawned. Yeah. <laughs> like born yeah. in a lab or like created in a lab, so he doesn't really have like a birthday. It's just like a creation date. But it's good to know that he's human. Yeah. And uh, I could have, like most guys, I can tell you like, okay, I think his birthday is around this time. I genuinely had no idea when his was. At least I never, like, I'll never forget yours and Bada's birthday. So true. And you guys keep it easy on me. You always wish each other happy birthday before I even, like, wake up. So it's... That's just, that's the funny part of the joke is, like... That's just the best part. Is because me wishing him a happy birthday is basically just asking for you to say happy birthday to me. And then I let him reply and then I just never reply. Like, I just, I'm like, yep, cool. How's your guys' day? Either that or an expletive. <laughs> That's still crazy to me that you guys are born on the same day. That's wild. Two years apart. Two, who cares? Well, I mean, it's not the same day. Same day on the calendar. Same date. Right. Can David Blau lead the Cardinals back from 
two scores down against San Francisco. Can Colin Morikawa hold on? He's only up four now. See, I can't watch that anymore. I can't either. You're probably watching it right now. I'm not. I'm actually waiting for this podcast to go over because I really have to go to the bathroom. So, yeah. Well, I don't have anything else on my list. So, if you're uh, if you're going to call either. it for the, I don't for the first one of the year, yeah. Happy All right. Well, happy 2023 to everyone. Uh, and so is this the year we stay on the bogey train or get off the bogey train? This is the year that we just we ride the bogey train. Oh, okay. You have to bo- all aboard. See, see where, it's a new see where year. It takes us. Everybody come to platform nine and three quarters. All aboard. We're getting on the bogey train, and we're gonna ride this sucker all year long. Yes, sir. And then Once by again. the end of twenty twenty three, I'm gonna be a fifteen handicap. <laughs> Once again, happy new year. It's good to be back. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys again. Hopefully next week. Hopefully Noah's back. uh, Yeah. Happy birthday, Noah. There's no way he listens to this and got this. Absolutely not. All right. Hit hit the music. Riding the bogey train in 2023. Take care. Peace out. I just got stuck in a bogey train. (laughs) 